0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the edition of Butch on Sports Sunday edition. Yes, the Sunday edition late Monday morning. Monday morning, yes, not Sunday night. As promised, yours truly was doing the game of the Detroit Waza and the Cincinnati Swerve. Men and the boys, or men and the women. I should say there, but we'll get to that in a moment there and have a little talking too of some indoor soccer matches and a lot more goodies there as we go ahead on and do this particular show with the quickness there. Abbreviated version there. Patrick Mahomes hobbled with his high knee ankle sprain, but still has the capability <clears throat> to do some magic to lead the Kansas City Chiefs. On a four-play, 26-yard, 20-second, 20 27-second final minute to win a field goal drive to send the Kansas City Chiefs past the Cincinnati Bengals by the final score of 23-20 to 20 in front of a delirious red-clad Arrowhead Stadium crowd on Sunday. Yes, beating the Bengals, thanks to a late penalty, will win that particular game. Kansas City now will... Face the Philadelphia Eagles on February the 12th in Glendale, Arizona, on a shot of their second Super Bowl title in three appearances in four years. It will mark a reunion of sorts for the Kansas City Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, who coached the Philadelphia Phillies for uh, Phillies, Philadelphia Eagles. For 14 seasons, that's including a trip to the Super Bowl before coming to Kansas City and doing this thing and winning one for Kansas City. The Eagles defense, by the way, knocked out both Kansas City quarterbacks to lead the way to the NFC title in a 31-27 to route. And I mean, they that defense really came on really quick there. Can, uh, Philadelphia came out there Balling with their first two drives, winning touchdowns there, and then it was nothing left for the San Francisco 49ers to deal with. And as I said before, both quarterbacks were knocked out the game. Johnson as well as Purdy was knocked out. Uh boy, what a what a deal for the uh, the San Francisco 49ers, they're they now out of it. And again, in another two weeks, we'll see Kansas City against the Philadelphia Eagles. The Me league, um, by the way, made an announcement in a news conference. We're talking about the USFL. Dale Johnson said, we're back the executive vice president of football operations, uh, making that particular statement at the Ford Field press conference on Thursday. The USFL is making history by announcing the Michigan Panthers will be returning at home for the 2023 season, playing at Ford Field. The USFL is proud to be a part of the uh the revitalization of downtown Detroit, and they decided to turn the Motor City music and fire up the fans in a professional spring football season for the Michigan Panthers there. Also, the Philadelphia uh, Freedom, I I do believe that's the particular name of their particular football team, they will share that venue at Ford Field to do their football field biddings and doings. Now on Wednesday, I'll get the other locations of other USFL because there are eight teams, and that means six more teams are going to share three more venues there. We'll see how that works on out there. Hopefully I'll have all that news by the Wednesday edition of Butch on Sports. The Detroit Pistons seem to have some momentum on Thursday with a road win against the Brooklyn Nets, a home game against the Houston Rockets, who owned the NBA's worst record, presenting an opportunity for the Pistons to build something good. However, it was an embarrassing defeat. The Pistons fell to the Rockets last. Uh, we're talking about Saturday night by a score of. 117 to 114. Thanks to some poor execution down the stretch and offense that went cold after a hard start, Alex Burt made his second straight start, tallied 21 points. Boja Bodanovich scored 18 points for the Pistons, and Jaden Ives finished with 16.7 rebounds and five assists for the Pistons. But it wasn't enough. In the loss against the Rockets, the worst team in the NBA by a final score again of 117 to 114. The Pistons' gaming team. Yes, they do have a gaming team. Yes, they do. Pistons' GT. They announced their club selection of Connor Spanky Harden with a 18th overall pick. And Brandon B. Rich Richardson with their 20th overall pick. Uh, they did that on Friday night in the 2023 NBA 2K League Draft. Raymond Ravanovic and also uh, point guard Anthony SZN Kotanzic, or Katanzo, a small forward, and also the Pistons uh, GT roster will complete on that regards there. Uh, it would complete with J-Ron Bagmotion Baylor from last year's squad to complete that particular roster there. They said they're extremely excited about the addition of two high-level players in Spanky and B. Rich to the Pistons GT since Dwayne Burton, general manager and head coach of the Pistons GT. Gaming, I'm talking about computer work here. Doo, 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 Coach Baker and the Motor City crews had a three-game winning streak headed until uh, tonight's game. Uh, that was the largest winning streak accomplished by the Motor City uh, team this year in the winter showcase and regular season. However, the crews will fall to College Park, Maryland, and a split of the series with a final score of 123 to 107. Too bad, too sad for the Motor City crews. Zach Eady, he set a career high with the Michigan State basketball team. Again, the number one Purdue Boilermakers win 77 to 61. And they went 15 for 24 while he grabbed 13 rebounds and three assists in the rematch that lifted the Boilermakers to a season sweep of the Spartans. Don't look good for the Spartans there, but the Spartans have got to win a whole heck of a lot of games there in order to get, be part of that extravaganza we call the March Madness there. University of Michigan, I don't know what to say about them, but they lose to Penn State and got beat up very bad there by a score 83-61. Wow. 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 I, I, I don't know what to say on University of Michigan, but I could say a lot, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to leave it as such. Tonight, I was, uh, of course, the public address announcer and also part of the broadcast of the Detroit Wild Flow, which is the indoor soccer team for the city of Detroit as they were down there at Detroit City Fieldhouse and took on the Cincinnati Swerve, and beat them by the final score of 5-4 with their first win of the season. Happy, happy, joy, joy. The women, on the other hand, lose to the Cincinnati Swerve women's team by a score of 3 to Zippy, pool. Both exciting games there, per se, there. One was a little bit more lackluster than the other. We're talking about the women's team there. Uh, but, again, there was some excellent goaltending by the women's um, uh, goaltender. And we'll, again, maybe talk about that a little bit more and hopefully get the Detroit coach on the while a quick, fast, and hurry. We'll probably use that for the reset that normally, yes, you can catch on. two on Friday at six o'clock with myself and my man Matt Pocket as we talk about sports news that yes you you just you just definitely can't get enough of and then some maybe a little bit more longtime basketball analysis and iconic final four broadcaster Billy Packer he passed away on Tuesday on Thursday I should say His son announced it on Twitter. Packer was 82 years old. Packer's son Mark told the Associated Press that his father died due to kidney failure after dealing with various health issues for several weeks in North Carolina. Packer spent more than three decades calling college basketball and worked on 34 of the Final Four broadcasters throughout his career, both with NBC and CBS. He worked with CBS as an analyst from 1981 to 2008 and quickly became one of the biggest voices in sports each March, calling the game alongside uh, greats like uh, Jim Nance and Britt Musburger, Dick Enberg, Kirk Gowley, just to name a few, and others. His final, final four game came in His first Final Four game, I should say, came in 1975 when UCLA coach John Wooden won the title. His last was Kansas City, or Kansas, the state, that is, and the university, University of Kansas. who went over Memphis by a final score, uh, I don't have it, but he won that in 2008. He stepped away from the basketball game after that particular season. Packer worked in short stints in the sports world and oh and elsewhere, but largely stayed private. From then on, there something told that he was uh, athletes in nineteen in two thousand and nineteen was by design. He said that the final game he called was the last basketball game that he watched in person, and realized that he never was really a sports fan, which was kind of aching you know, in a way. But Billy Packard did have a huge impact on college basketball and then some there. Again, Packard died on Thursday at the age of 82 years old there. And that should kind of wrap it up for our sports news and then some. We'll have a lot more on Wednesday evening. And just to remind you, Kansas City and Philadelphia will be in the Super Bowl in two weeks. In the meanwhile, we'll have to watch the uh, the tag version or the new version of the All-Star Game for the NFL. They'll have some uh, old-time, uh, I should say, some stunts, or uh, see who's better at this and that, along with a tag football game that, again, we'll see if it amuse the fans in the NFL. I always said that the All-Star game should be always after the Super Bowl. To me, it would get a little bit more leverage because a lot more players can be involved in it. And again, maybe hold that all-star game in places like Alaska or back in Honolulu, where they used to do it all the time there. You know, it, if you're going to spread and go out your way to go to Germany and Paris and London and Mexico City, why can't you have something in your own state in Alaska or Honolulu, Hawaii, or maybe up in Utah. Maybe Portland, Oregon. I'm just saying, you know, you got to get it right someday there. But while we're waiting for people to get it right, Butch on Sports is a presentation of Oh My Darling Productions. Check out Butch on Sports on Facebook, always on Facebook here. And you can also go to the homepage of Butch on Sports, which is podomatic.com. You can type in S-I-M-P-L-Y-B-U-T-C-H-T-O-O.podomatic.com. You can also go to the Game Sports Show and Popbean.com as well there. I'm done for this evening on an early Monday morning at 12.58, getting ready to go to 1 o'clock in the morning, too. It's time for me to get some Betty By, and shut-eye. Congratulations to the Detroit Waza Flow men's soccer team, indoor soccer team, won their first game of the season there. I'm out of here. Have a great beginning of the week. Check me out on Wednesday. Tell your friends about Butch on Sports. We can do it. Oh yeah! And also, check us out on the reset with myself and Matt Pocket Friday evenings at six o'clock on Route 2. Yes, to uh, the live the network is GoLiveSports.com and get a whiff of some great great talk. Have a great, great, great beginning of the week, boys and girls. Check me out on Wednesday on Butch on Sports.